0: This episode finds me back in my living room floor because, honestly, I really like the energy of my space, and when I get an idea like I did with this episode sort of in the moment or in like a day when I wasn't planning to record, I just want to get it out. I just sort of want to put the words out into the universe, and that is what I'm doing today. I woke up this morning, and this was really on my heart. Like, I almost feel like I had sort of dreamed the conversation of what I wanted to discuss. And so legitimately, 5 o'clock in the morning, I was sitting in my favorite spot. I was doing my morning uh, routine. I was having my coffee. I was doing my gratitude work. I was reading. And I had to grab my notebook because I just had so many thoughts in my brain. I couldn't concentrate. And that always feels really exciting to me because at least one of us in this podcast is gonna enjoy it themselves. Like I'm gonna really enjoy having this chat with you. So hopefully you get something out of it too. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. What I wanted to talk about today is a quarter-life crisis. So this is a term for people in their 20s, typically, who are finding themselves feeling really lost. Like you had a plan. You had these boxes that you were supposed to check and these things that you were supposed to do, and you followed the rules, and you did, and you achieved your goals, and you find yourself at whatever age you are feeling like, Wait a minute. Nothing is actually the way I thought it was going to be. Nothing feels the way I was promised it would feel when I got these achievements, when I did these things, when I showed up for my family in the way that they wanted me to, or I got the degree, or I got the dream job, or I did whatever, but I'm not happy But I'm not supposed to say I'm happy because I'm really blessed and I'm really lucky and I worked so hard to get here, so what am I supposed to do? A quarter-life crisis often refers to people who are going through something like that in their 20s. But do not stop listening if you think that it doesn't apply to you just because you're not in your 20s. Because if you don't have this and you don't learn these lessons in your 20s, You will repeat this in your 30s or your 40s, and then maybe you're having a midlife crisis or a later life crisis, but that is how the universe works. If we're meant to understand something about ourselves, which your 20s is this beautiful opportunity for you to figure out who the hell you are, but if you don't, you're gonna find yourself having the same problem again later in life. And maybe you can ignore it for a while, Maybe you have been ignoring it for a while. Maybe you've had time with your friends or fun distractions or things that you can numb out to or ways that you use to avoid the reality that there are huge parts of your life you do not like. There are huge pieces for you that are not life-giving. In fact, they're soul-sucking, but you don't really know how to get out of this creation that you have made. And oh my God, what will your family say if all of a sudden you decide that you're not who you thought you were and you're definitely not who they wanted you to be? It's a lot to hold, but oh my gosh, can I just give you something? My sweet human baby friends, if you can figure this out in your 20s, your life is going to be a magnificent creation of your own design. And if you're listening to this and you're 68, and you figure it out at 68, your life is going to be a magnificent creation of your own design. It doesn't matter when you get this, but sweet, sweet friend, please get this. Today I wanna talk about why you may be feeling this way and some action that you can take to help you feel better. That is what we're going to chat about today on podcasts. And I'm going to ask you in advance, because I don't usually create content for women in their 20s, if this is helpful to you. Will you please take a screenshot, share the link with a friend, put it on your social media, share it with someone who you think will benefit from this conversation, but only if you get something out of it. So wait to the end, then you make up your mind. All right, let's talk about why you might be feeling this way. Let's talk about the feelings that you're having, and I want to unpack the different ways that you feel tension. So if I can be your big sister for a minute and give you some advice, what I would want you to start paying attention to right now, if you don't already, are the areas of your life where you feel tension. Often, people come to me and they ask, where should they start? You know, they're interested in the idea of elevating their life or making their life better or finding more joy or finding more peace or whatever that looks like for them. And they wonder how and what they should be doing in order to accomplish that. And the easiest thing is to focus on tension. Now, tension isn't something that we like to pay attention to because it's not fun. Honestly, one of two things happened when I said the areas of tension. Either you immediately came up with a handful that you know are really driving you crazy right now, or you're like, I don't know. I don't really feel like, you know, and the answer is you are avoiding seeing the areas of tension that you have in front of you. And I say tension because I just want you to focus on what feels difficult, What people feel like they are pulling energy from you instead of giving it back? What situations are you taking part in that you just cannot stand but you keep doing it because you don't really know another way to go? So paying attention to the tension. This can be little things. Like oftentimes I'll tell moms this, right? When moms say that they're really struggling with their kids or they're in a hard season of life, I'll be like, great pay attention to the parts of the day that feel the toughest. Where is the most tension in your routine? Because once we can identify where that sits, we can come up with solutions for how to navigate around it. But if you don't know what sucks, then how are you supposed to make it better? And if you won't admit to yourself that it sucks as much as it does, then you're definitely going to keep repeating the same cycle. Have you ever heard that expression that, The definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It also looks like you living out the same life day in, day out, and things change and outfits change and maybe activities change, but at the end of the day, it's still the same unfulfilling existence that it was six months ago or a year ago. So you've got to pay attention to the parts that feel hard and If you're not really sure how to even unpack that, I'd love to encourage you to start a journal practice. I love just like a blank journal. This is a moleskin. There's all sorts of things that you can grab. You probably have paper at home. I really think it's important to write uh, with your hand versus typing into a computer or typing into your phone. You already are getting too much screen time. Your brain doesn't need any more. There's also something psychologically that happens, uh, that connection between writing something with your hand and the connection with your brain and the chance to sort of slow down and think through the emotions that you're feeling. So I really wanna encourage you to start a journal practice. And a great way to do that, to focus on tension, is to just sit down and give yourself a prompt. The areas of my life that feel the hardest are. The people in my life that feel the hardest are. Uh, You can prompt however you'd like to, but it's an opportunity for you to spend some time reflecting on which areas are working and which areas are not. So pay attention to the tension. That's the first thing. The second thing is I really want to talk about The idea of being stuck in a pattern or stuck in a process or feeling a bit stuck in your life, because I think it's something that happens a lot when we are in need of a drastic life change. You would not be having the feelings that you're having. You would not be feeling like you're in a life crisis if you didn't need to make drastic change, not little change drastic change. There is something in your spirit that is begging you to choose a different path. That's why it feels so hard. And the feeling of hardship will be magnified every time those points of tension show up in your day or your life. There is a seismic shift that needs to happen within you. And yes, that can feel scary, but also that's so freaking exciting because it means that the ideal dream version of you is on the other side of this change that you need to make. And yes, that's scary. And yes, people might not like it, but you will get to be more fulfilled. You will get to be more joyful. You will get to live life on your terms, which is our divine right as human beings. So please don't be scared. Just be open to the idea that something big is coming, that a shift needs to happen in your life. So when things feel hard or when things feel repetitive like we're in that loop what i hear most often from listeners or you know my book readers or people in dm on social is this idea of being stuck they talk a lot about feeling stuck like oh i'm rage. Dira- i'm just like repeating the same things and i try stuff but it doesn't really work and i just nothing's changing, right? Like, it's always the same thing. And so what you need to hear me say right now is that you're not stuck. It's impossible for you to be stuck because life does not stand still. Stasis is not a real thing for you. Life around you, the universe around you is constantly evolving and expanding and changing and growing. Your world changes every single day. It's not that you're stuck in life. It's that you're stuck in your mindset. And because your mindset is stuck, you keep coming back to the same thoughts over and over and over. And those thoughts are what are creating your reality. So your reality feels like it's locked in place. And really, it's just that the thought pattern hasn't changed up. Why? Why do we encounter these things? Why does this happen at this particular age even? I think because oh man, this sounds terrible, but you know I'm gonna give it to you straight. Remember I said I was your big sister and I was just gonna speak some truth. I think you're experiencing it now. I think you're experiencing it now because the honeymoon period is over. You ever heard that expression, the honeymoon period? Like it's something people talk about in marriage where they say, you know, they got married, they went on their honeymoon and sort of the romance is dead now or the excitement has worn off. I think you're experiencing this now because the excitement has worn off, and that's a really good thing. The excitement meaning there's a really clear pattern that most of us are guided to take, whether that guidance comes from our parents or our community around us or just sort of societal norms and what is expected of us. There is a path that is laid out for us from the time we are children into early adulthood. You know, we're going to be this kind of kid and we're going to get these kinds of grades and we're going to get into this college maybe and we're going to go check these boxes and whatever this looks like for your family. I didn't go to college. Lots of people don't. But it doesn't mean that there weren't societal pressures from where I grew up about what was expected for me when I turned 20 or when I turned 25. It's a big reason that I got married as young as I did. It's a big reason I had children as young as I did because my societal pressure was to be a wife and to be a mother. And I don't regret either of those choices, but it was hugely impactful on what I did with my early 20s. If you're not careful, there will always be another expectation or another box that you're supposed to check the world will never run out of ideas for how you can do being you better, which is crazy because the world and your parents and your friends and your sister-in-law don't know anything about who you are on the inside. They might know you really well. They might love you and support you, but you are the only one who truly knows your innermost thoughts and feelings and desires for your life. And yet we take advice constantly or we feel pressured constantly by people who are not actually in this body and this mind with us. The excitement wears off because maybe for you, it looked like, you know, I'm gonna graduate, I'm gonna go to college, I'm gonna graduate college, Then maybe I'm supposed to find a partner, and I'm supposed to get a good job, and I'm supposed to get married, and then maybe I'm supposed to buy a house, and then maybe I'm supposed to have a kid. Like, it changes based on your family, but everybody's family's got ideas about how you are supposed to do you. And at some point, one of two things happen. Either you keep checking the boxes, but you don't feel any more fulfilled than you did before the boxes were checked, or you're doing everything right, but there are some boxes you just are unable to check. You're awesome, you're wonderful, your job's great, you graduated with honors, you you know, you have your own place, you're doing really well, and no matter what you do, you can't find a partner, right? And in your brain, that's the next box to check, but you just can't find a partner. And so you begin to feel jaded You begin to feel uncertain of yourself. You think, you start to question everything, right? Or maybe you're struggling in more than one area, but in both instances, you're beginning to question what the hell you're doing. How did you end up on this path? How is this your life or what you're doing with your time? What happens a lot with people your age is that they tend to think, Well, I'm saying people your age, but honestly, if you're 89, you might be thinking this right now. People tend to think that they'll be happy or fulfilled or content or joyful someday. You tell yourself the someday myth. Someday when I just get through this next big work project. Someday when I find someone to love me. Someday when I can take a vacation. Someday when I can get some rest. Someday. Someday when I have a better relationship with my mom and I can tell her really what I'm thinking. Someday when I feel the courage to be myself and come out to my family and let them know who I actually am. Someday we tell ourselves that we'll be a different person someday, that life will be different someday, that it'll feel better someday. And worst of all, we lie to ourselves and make ourselves believe that the joy we're seeking is just on the other side of someday. And let me just, you know, cut to the chase real quick on this one idea. I promise you, this is the answer to all the things. You have to find happiness with what you've got right now. We can just cut to the chase. This is not the entire conversation today, but if I was your big sister, this is the advice I would give you. You have to find happiness with what you have today, which is a lot. And maybe you're like, but Rach, you don't know my story. You don't understand what it's like. You don't know how hard it is. Yeah, you're right, I don't. But if you're able to listen to this podcast or watch it on YouTube, it means that you have access to technology and Wi-Fi, which means that you are doing better than 95% of the world's population. And that's not even speaking to those of you who are actually really thriving really blessed, really abundant, but it doesn't matter what's going on in any of our lives. We cannot control the world. We cannot control what happens around us, but you can certainly control your response to it. There is no such thing as someday. And if you haven't experienced this yet, I want you, trust me, please just like steal this from me. No matter what you achieve, No matter what you accomplish, no matter where you go, no matter what purse you buy, what car you drive, no matter what, no matter where you go, you're still going to be you. And I think who you are is pretty fucking awesome. But she might have some work to do. He might need to dive a little deeper. And if you're hoping that you're going to feel a certain way or be a certain way when something external happens, I wanna give you the knowledge that I didn't have at your age, which is you, it's, I don't laugh. If you've ever seen The Wizard of Oz, do kids still watch The Wizard of Oz? I hope so. It's like Dorothy, remember Dorothy? She had ruby slippers and at the end, the good witch is like, oh, you always had the power to go home. They were always on your feet. You always had everything that you need was with you always. That is true for you too. You have everything that you need. You have an abundant life. You have a blessed life. There is no such thing as someday. And here's the other piece that you need to listen. I read this the other day and I was like, holy crap, this is a moment. There is no destination. You know that expression, life's a journey, not a destination? The destination is also a myth. If someday is a lie, so is the destination. And y'all, I am the most ambitious person you are gonna meet. I'm the most goal-oriented. I love to set a goal for myself and achieve it and like knock it off the list, and dream big. You know this about me, I love it. But even I can understand that the destination is unreal because it always moves. It always moves. It doesn't matter where we're headed when we get there we immediately see somewhere else that we want to go. When you have an exciting, you know, night out with your friends, then you start thinking about, okay, well what, maybe we take a vacation. Maybe we go, oh, we should do this again. Maybe this becomes a tradition for us, you guys. Like there's always something more. And I am speaking as a person who has accomplished some crazy, amazing, didn't even think it was possible goals in my life. And I know for a fact, it feels good. It's really nice to, you know, not have car payments anymore. Like it's really nice to do those things, but I promise you, you're not going to get to a spot and just be done. And so If there is no real destination, because the destination constantly moves and changes and evolves just as you move and change and evolve, if there is no destination, then the only thing that matters is the journey. The only thing that matters is your journey in this process. And this journey that you're on, I know that social media won't tell you this, and maybe your parents don't have the information to tell you this, but I will tell you. This journey that you're on is supposed to feel good you're supposed to feel good. It's actually abnormal to feel frustrated, anxious, in pain, but please hear me. On this journey, you're supposed to feel good. You're supposed to enjoy the ride. And I'll take that even further and say that the most important word in that sentence is you. You are supposed to feel good. And the only way that you can feel good, can feel your very best, is if you actually know what good is to you. It's one of the things that makes me feel sad for a younger generation. And I don't mean that to sound terrible. I just don't want any... I just don't want any of us to still be dealing with crap that we all should have figured out a long time ago. And I think that if my generation or my parents' generation did a better job of having this information and passing it down, maybe you wouldn't be dealing with it right now. But your 20s, or let's just call it your discovery period, depending on what age you are listening to this podcast, but your 20s are supposed to be when you're figuring out who you are. And there's a solid chance that most of your life up until this point has been you figuring out how to be who your parents want you to be or how to be who society wants you to be or how to be who you are expected to be instead of who you actually are. And it scares me because y'all are the generation that grew up with social media, I, Oh my gosh, I think I got my first phone when I was like 19 and I did, I guess I had social, I had AOL dial up that, and I, there was like a chat board. Like it wasn't anything like what you experienced today. So you've grown up with this thing in your pocket that at any given moment, you can find millions of examples of people who are telling you the way to live. And not only are they gonna tell you the way to live, but they're gonna show you images of that and they're gonna tell you how to achieve it. And if you don't get it or you get it wrong or you say something stupid or your picture doesn't get enough likes or whatever, fill in the blank, then you decide that there's something wrong with you. And the fear of getting it wrong means that you don't even explore what it looks like to be yourself. You don't even explore what it looks like to be you privately. Because we live in a society that says, if you don't shove it out into the world with all public fanfare and show as many people what you're working on as possible, or who you are or how you're living, then God forbid, you don't even exist. And so if you were going to go through the process of discovery, there is this social pressure to go through discovery in public, which my generation and all of the ones that came before it didn't have. We got to be awkward and wear terrible outfits and date gross people and experiment and you know, smoke or drink or do things that we probably shouldn't, but we were learning and we were growing. We got to do that stuff in private. And What I worry about for you is that you don't feel the comfort to experiment and explore. You don't feel like you can try an art class or do hot yoga or change your mind. You don't believe that it's possible for you to change careers or to leave a relationship that no longer serves you or to go against what your family wants you to do and be. You don't think it's possible to explore different avenues of how you believe or what you believe or enrich yourself or freaking get it wrong. I don't know if this generation realizes that it's okay to fail. I don't know if you feel comfortable to try stuff and just see. And so that leads to this all-or-nothing mentality where you think that if you're going to do anything, you've got to do every part of it. You don't just sort of like dip your toe in the water and see. Like, for instance, I read a book recently about Ayurvedic medicine, and I'm really fascinated by doshas and how you can eat in a certain way that feels really good to your body. You can research it if you want to find out more. But in wanting to discover information about Ayurvedic medicine, I don't believe that I need to change everything about my life and embrace a whole new way of being and get it right the first time and have no slip-ups, I literally just start with arming myself with information, reading a couple books, watching some YouTube videos, trying one or two things that are inside of this massive lifestyle and see if those things feel better for me. You don't have to do all of the parts of the stuff that you're interested in. You can literally just try a little baby thing and see. I would hate for you to go through your entire life and think that you love something you actually really aren't that into or that you hate something you never really tried. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, guys, but it should be a discovery from where you are to who you're becoming. And do you get that too? Do you get that it's an evolution? That's the other thing that I think spins people out into crisis is that you don't know the answers, but maybe you always have, or you've always been guided. And so now that you're questioning what is actually real or true, you're like, oh God, I don't know. And nobody likes the feeling of uncertainty. And since you don't know, you think that something's wrong. When you don't know, it's a massive opportunity to learn and evolve and figure out the way that this applies to you. There is a, I can't even count the amount of people right now on the internet who will tell you exactly how to live. But you, you get one chance to do this life. One chance. You may as well do it as yourself. But please figure out who that is. Look, we go through big life changes or big crises for a handful of reasons. I actually wrote an entire chapter on this in my last book, but I'm just gonna cliff notes it for you real quick. I think about it like a uniform, and like a sports uniform, Uh, just go with me. And I should preface and say that I don't actually really know much about sports, but it felt like a good analogy when I was writing the book. But I want you to think of athletes in different sports and some different reasons why an athlete might go through a crisis. The first is the uniform no longer fits. The uniform no longer fits, or the jersey no longer fits. Meaning you are experiencing crisis because you are living a life that no longer applies to who you are. You are someone new. You are something different. Or maybe you're just feeling the stirrings of a different version of you. You're not really sure what to do with those feelings yet. But the crisis is coming because there's a cognitive dissonance. I know you guys are tired of me talking about cognitive dissonance, but there's a cognitive dissonance between who you are showing up in the world as and who you actually are on the inside. The uniform no longer fits. Or maybe you're experiencing a crisis because you're playing a sport that's not your sport, right? If the uniform no longer fits, there was a time where you fit right into that jersey, where it did work for you, and now it doesn't. In this instance, you've always been living a life or playing a sport that was not your sport. We all knew those kids growing up who hated the sport that they were in, but their parents, really had always wanted to be a baseball star or their mom had always wanted to be a ballerina. And so they forced those things on their kids when that was never that kid's dream. But that child loved his parents. And so he never ever imagined a world. Like he loved his parents and he kind of liked basketball and it was pretty good and he was on a sports team. And so he never considered a world where he didn't show up in that way. But maybe there's tension now because it was never actually your life that you're living. You're living out someone else's dream. And that's why it feels so soul-sucking to you. And then the last reason that I think people go through crisis is because they keep being denied the shot that they want. Like in a sports analogy, it's like you keep trying to make a shot and it keeps being blocked. You know, you're shooting the basket and every single time someone comes up and blocks the shot and there's this thing that the world has told you that you are supposed to have or do or be and no matter how hard you work to figure it out, it just hasn't come to you. And I think that there are a whole host of reasons why it hasn't come to you. That could be another episode entirely, but I think this sort of goes back to the idea of someday. You want the thing, the job, the home, the partner, the money, the accolades, the success, the social media following. You want the thing because you believe that if you have that thing, then you'll be happy. Which, yes, can be a really great tool for figuring out which kind of goals to set but is also shitty because it means that your happiness is based on something external. I told you all earlier that you have everything you need inside of you to be happy today. And if you live your life thinking that an external circumstance or another person or another place or a certain situation happening in your life is the answer to you feeling joy and contentment, it's never gonna work. There's all sorts of reasons why you might find yourself here in this place, but you're here. And what's really interesting is that maybe you think that you need to be fixed. Maybe you listen to this entire podcast or watch the whole thing on YouTube because you believe that there's something wrong with you and that maybe there's a seven-step program, right? Like, oh, follow these four steps. And then everything will be okay. But what if I told you that it's all happening exactly as it's meant to? What if I told you that the tension you're feeling or even the pain is your spirit trying to tell you what no longer serves you? What if you are supposed to be in this season right now? So your big sister has a tattoo on her wrist. It says embrace the suck because what I know for sure is that every good and beautiful and amazing thing in my life came on the other side of a season just like the one that you're in. And you don't get to the good stuff by numbing out or hiding or going with the flow or accepting less than you're worth or staying in the relationship you know you should no longer be inside of or continuing to live out your mom's fantasy for your life, you do not become the woman or the man or the person that you are supposed to be unless you explore what all these feelings are about. Be graceful with yourself, be graceful. I heard once that grace is giving yourself the opposite of what you think you deserve. I think right now, a lot of you are really struggling with anxiety, and because you tell yourself the someday myth, you think if you just worked harder, if you just had more caffeine, if you had more energy, if you took the Adderall, if you took another class, if you added at work, if you ran an extra mile, if you tried to join more dating profiles, surely if you just did more, that that's how you're gonna feel better. But remember, you've always had everything you need. And if you have everything you need right now, the only way that you're not experiencing it is that there's some kind of energetic block inside of you. The energetic block happens because there's too much in the way. You can't be balanced and aligned because there's so much going on. And what you're going to need to do in order to get to that alignment is hear yourself. I talked about the idea of figuring out who you are. What do you like? What do you love? What turns you on? What makes you laugh until you pee your pants? What makes you excited? What makes you expectant about some great thing in the future? What's a creative way that you can experiment? What's a date you can take yourself on? Where can you explore? How can you learn and get to know and love yourself? Because if you can do that, if you can begin to know who you are, releasing anybody else's expectations or ideas about what that's supposed to be, If you can actually learn you in just one small area of your life at a time, remember, get out of this all or nothing mentality. Just take a little step into the water. If you can figure that out and you can slow down enough to hear the wisdom that you have always had inside of you, that's when it starts to get really good. Your intuition and your gut can help you to make better decisions, can guide your path, and can guide a path that feels organic and authentic to you. And you know what's amazing? Organic and authentic to you will be different five years from now, will be different nine months from now, or 10 years, or 20, that is the beauty of evolution. You are becoming, you are becoming, The next version of you, we are always constantly growing and evolving. The question is, are you growing and evolving in the right direction? So this wasn't a podcast to give you all the answers. This was a podcast to give you some love, hopefully to make you feel seen, and hopefully to let you know that you are not alone in this, and you will figure it out, and you're doing great. And if nobody has said this to you recently, then I would like to be the one. I love you, and I'm proud of you. Keep at it. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is edited by Andrew Weller, with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is a 3% Chance production.